All right, beautiful humans, welcome back to another episode of Naked Sunday. I am your host, Caleb Nelson. I have the lovely, the fantastic, the fantabulous Carly Poiser. Let's make sure I said that correctly. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to hang out with me on the episode on the show today. <laughs> Thank you, my dear, for showing up and hanging out with me and sharing your time and your You're wisdom. Welcome. No worries. You've got me laughing and giggling. We're recording this. This is not going to post for a while, but like, whatever. You got me laughing and giggling. Your accent is phenomenal. I think I have a thing for accents. I really do. I think there's a lot of joy in that. Yeah. And I think your accent is phenomenal, first and foremost. But secondarily, I like to start every episode with why I appreciate my guest, because I think on this whole journey towards world peace, I think we should start with just telling each other why we love each other a little bit more. So to that effect, one thing I really enjoyed was like, you reached out to me on, I think it was LinkedIn out of nowhere. And I was like, rad, I dig that. Like we're in a day and age where I think we forget how easy it is to connect with people, but so many people don't even take the first step to just say, Hey, this is me. There wasn't a pitch. There wasn't anything like that. Like there's so many people are trying to do that. They're just like, Hey, I hear you have this thing. I'd love to have a chat. I really loved and appreciated that because what I found is that there was this openness and this curiosity and i love the vulnerability around that to say like hey i'm going to just see what happens from this and we've had already just a lovely conversation however many weeks ago before today right now and here i am starting my day this is the first thing i'm doing today and you've already brought a lot of joy into my day so because of you reaching out however many weeks or months ago i have more joy today in my life because you took a chance on that and we're building a friendship and a relationship and like i love it and yeah. whenever i get to come over to the uk we're going to talk about loading bitches and oh all these other God, things yes. Yeah, yes. yeah yeah 100% 100% so i have yeah. so many i have so many friends now in the uk that i'm like i need to clearly make a world tour <laughs> like the caleb world tour and i just need to have a videographer just follow me around and just like listen to me rant about oh, stuff but brilliant. I want to share that with you. Plus you're already just making me laugh and giggle and I like to laugh and giggle and you're just awesome. So thank you for just being you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm really excited. It's good to sort of chat with someone else about so many important things going on, really. I feel that love. I appreciate that you like to share your time and your thoughts with me because how else do we build a real relationship? I really am not one for small talk. It's just like, I can't deal with it. And the fact that we're just like, cool, let's get into it. Let's roll. I love that. Yeah. Well, so then, you know what, on that note, let's dive into it. Carly, cool. you know yourself better than I do. So mm-hmm. please share with our audience, who are you? Cool. So I'm Carly and I run a business called Silo Matter, which means strong woman. Um, it's all about empowering women, equal opportunities. It's about getting women to believe in themselves um working with them whether it's in their businesses or personal lives it's really about getting them to hear their own voice so we collaborate we ideate and we empower and that's that's the message you are worthy you are enough don't let anyone tell you any different and believe in you so yeah that's that's what I do I'm married I've got two kids two teenagers um and I've got four dogs and yeah I love all of them all of my family are boys so I am the top one in the house, obviously. That's how it works. Um, Run that show. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's just, you know, if I wasn't here, believe me, what a mess. Um, yeah. But all about supporting women in, in their growth and their journey and them having the same opportunities. There's a lot of power in everything you said there. 
I want to pick out one thing that just came to mind. This is something that my friend and I, who he and I owned the gym together when we had it. And I work with a lot of moms, by the by. Mm -hmm. Something that is not, I think, acknowledged enough is that I think moms are the heart of the family. So you're like, I'm the boss. I run the show. I'm like, well, I said they run the show part. But like, <laughs> I think that we don't consider that. And when you think of, when I think about physiologically, where's the heart located? It's like the, it's the pass through. It's what pushes the blood everywhere okay. in the body, the hands, the arms, the feet, the, the brain, everything. But it's, we don't consider the power and the importance of it till usually you know, things like heart attack happens and it's yeah. so central. It's so central. It's just like, it just pushes the stuff to the places where the things happen, but that's yeah. the main thing. And there's a lot of soul to that. And I think there's a lot of beauty. We're talking about giving empowerment and voice to, to women who are, it sounds like they're on a journey somewhere in their life. So yeah. speaking of journeys, how did we get here? How did you get to this? I, I love the name, but you say Silamata means a yeah. strong woman, which I know there's a little for yeah. you, a double entendre in there because of your, your, your athletic background. We'll get into that, but take yeah. me on this journey to how you became so inspired to do this type of work. I think it come from, uh, my first job was in the city. I uh, was at, well, I'd had jobs as a kid, but my first full-time role was in the city. It was in a trading house. And I walked in that morning. It's men. These are A-type personalities, you know? And I walked over to the trading desk and I was saying, oh, lovely to see you. I'll take my coffee black. And I went, oh my God, that's amazing. So do I. And sat down. He went and got the coffee. And I was like, because it should be fair. Just because I'm the newbie. So it was very much, if you didn't have your voice and you didn't articulate that, then you weren't going to be heard. Mm. You know, um, I then went on different roles. I went on to be a doula for a while. Uh, my 50th birth was my niece's and that felt cathartic finish for me but the service of women helping women find their voice especially in a time where they are so vulnerable was so important and it, it stemmed from I've got two teenage sons but I lost a daughter so it, it stemmed from my own healing and that's where it really inspired me to start working with women um, I had my own business kids sports company grew it 28 staff franchised it sold it because I'd fallen out of love with it. And I knew that my story was too big not to share. What I wanted women to feel was too big not to just sit there and just go, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, I set up a ladies rugby team, not because I wanted to play, because I didn't. I may have had a couple of glasses of wine when I thought it was a good idea, but I followed through with it, you know? And it was like, because it was important that the local rugby club had a women's and girls section like you're not telling me you can just they won rugby and I thought that was crazy because they didn't have girls and women so I went over to to their table that night and said congratulations you know my son played there so I knew I knew of the club and um I went over and said oh congratulations but I, I don't understand and they're like what so it was great lovely club but you've got no girls and ladies what are you do?" Uh, we've tried it, but it, it's never really taken off. And I was literally like, well, hold my beer because we're doing this. And that was, that was 2016. And we've got hundred girls and ladies play at the club. We've done the ladies. I then started playing because I thought you were asking all these ladies to do this every week. You should get involved, love. And so I did. Um, 
And yeah, and then we set up the girls section, eight of us ladies got qualified as coaches, a few of us are still there coaching. Um, I just mainly manage them because I'm, I'm too limpy after a hip replacement. But yeah, I love it. Just just making sure that the girls and the women have got that opportunity to play. Not everyone has to. It's not everyone's jam. You know, my sister, when my niece was born, I was like, she's so playing rugby. Mm. Absolutely not. No, she's not. That's just not her, you know. But everyone should have that opportunity. And, and that's, it comes about, you need to get your voice heard. There needs to be the equal opportunities for, for women out there across everything and any other thing that they want to do should be available. It, you know, that's it. That's so, I'm just so passionate around, around that really. Mm. So that's led into like this consulting kind of amalgamation yeah. kind of thing. It's like, yeah, And I, I appreciate sometimes the difficulty around saying what we do because it's more than just like, oh, we're going to get this result. And this, da, 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 da. it's like, obviously the way you brought out that like ideation and things like that, like we're talking more of an ex- existential and a, and a, what's the word I want to use? A holistic conversation, which I yeah. appreciate. And that's, how do you put that in a tagline? How do you put that in? Like, we're going to solve this problem. Like, yeah, women's empowerment to do what? But like the well, conversation you're hosting is very powerful amidst that. So yeah. kind of take me through that a little bit, just because I I think it's worth giving more space and time because it's not a rush to get to that answer. Yes, yeah. So for me, and it was a hard journey to sort of pin down. So when I sold my last business, I started helping friends, friends of friends, because it was lockdown, it was COVID and their businesses were failing. And I found that part really interesting, loved doing it. And I thought, hang on. I think there could be a business here. Out of that came that most of the people I started working with were women. Mm. And a lot of the issues seemed to be because of their lack of confidence, lack of self-belief. It wasn't lack of knowledge. It wasn't really lack of anything other than wanting to stick their head above the parapet and sort of go, hi, I'm there, which I also find uncomfortable. Mm. So the whole journey, and this is the idea of the collaboration, everyone's on the journey. No one's got this stuff no one is going I know it all I do it all and but if you ideate with someone you get them ideas and you you start that conversation you collaborate and you work together there's empowerment that's Mm. it it really is in three words sums up what I'm trying to do well it also sounds like you're talking about more than just like oh we're gonna start a business or we're gonna just you know what like I think a lot of people and you know please push back and correct me on any of this if I'm missing it if I'm missing it it's mm-hmm. like people don't consider that you have to talk about the rest of your life too as you're making these decisions yeah so you're married you're a mother you have these beautiful kids you like balancing and organizing all those aspects of your life to gain enough confidence yeah to do anything is mm-hmm. important because if that foundation is not taken care of especially I think about like mom guilt. That's something I've talked to a lot of moms oh, about. Like they yeah. all feel guilty. Holy shit. <laughs> like, am I allowed to do this? I feel bad. Like I've yet to hear a mom yeah. say they think they do, they've done a good job, like yeah. craziness. And a lot of what I see is wrapped around this idea of like, they're not, there's a lot of this square peg round hole, just do this task. Like, yeah, got it. You have to do the task. Nobody's stupid enough to be like, I don't know that, but that like most people know what to yeah. do. It's yeah. the, I have this cloud of other stuff called life. Mm-hmm. Mm, having somebody else help me walk through that is a very nuanced conversation. And there's yeah. no like, 
this is the cookie cutter approach. And then, and, the, and who the fuck wants to feel like a cookie cutter either? Like that's a ridiculous idea anyway. So yeah. am I missing the mark on it? Like how you're, you're I'm assuming you're no, taking that, more of a holistic approach to this from that yeah. perspective. Yeah, so that is it. And if it relates to their business and that's how they first approach me, that is fine. What we can do is give them the knowledge for that issue, that problem, the thing they're trying to solve. And that encourages the power that encourages their self-belief. I have got this. There's, you know, quite a few just little tips and things along the journey. You can go, have you thought about? It's never, if you do, don't go do that. No, it's what feels right to you. What can we do with that issue? How does that feel if that issue still remained an issue in six weeks, six months time? You know, getting them to figure it out themselves because we all know the answers. We do. It's just someone pointing you in the right direction going, have you thought about this? Have you tried this way? You know, and yeah, the mum guilt thing is huge. So whether you're in a business or at home, you're still doing both of these things. And I've worked from home for so long, I don't mind it. I can sort of, you know, run out, feed the dogs, hit the gym, run the hoover around between a meeting. But if I, I, I found it interested in lockdown that when my husband then started working at home, oh my God, mind blown. You know, it was just like what you what I'm just saying, just that needs doing quickly, you know, and it was changing them different hats. Whereas as a mum, more so than being a dad, not totally. I'm not saying that, but you have to change your hat so many times during the day. And that can feel overwhelming. Mm. Even if you think you've pretty much got it pegged, it, it you haven't. There'll always be something else that comes up, you know, another thing to sort of squeeze into your day. But it's all about what's important to you in your heart like if the hoover doesn't get run round and that's your thing that's you know going through your head no one will die you know go and do that meditation go and go for that walk with your kids go and do something that adds real value because then you're happier if you're happy you're more productive it you know it makes sense when you can take a step back but we're all very good at not listening to our own advice. Hmm. I think there's a lot of shame and guilt behind that. I'm not taking our own advice, not listening to ourselves, like our heart, our soul. There's a sense of worthiness. Yeah. For the record, this is, I think, is an important conversation. Yeah. Men feel the same way. This is a mm -hmm. real thing. And I think we need to talk about like, I, I, what I loved about your story about your husband there was the empathy you saw of like, wow, that was a that was an actual real shock, but you saw because like, oh, what I liked in the empathy was like, I acknowledge that this is very new to him. I also acknowledge that this is not new to me. I have yeah. experience in knowing how to have, I've integrated my entire life into this work from home kind of stratosphere. Yeah. Really, really powerful to be aware because a lot of people are stuck in the cloud of I'm adjusting and the other person's adjusting and we can't see that both are adjusting. Like we're both mirroring each other that I thought yeah. there was a lot of beauty, which all I hear in that is coaching, which is like, oh, I see that you're here on that step. Got it. How do we adapt to where you're at? Which I think is a really yeah. beautiful and powerful thing, especially in a marriage. And I think not enough people take into account the effect that a spouse has in that integration of success on the next level in their life mm -hmm. on and anything. So I thought yeah. that was really cool that you even just brought that out. 
where was I going with my next thought? So, you'll notice I trail off into the ether sometimes and I forget <laughs> where I came back to. <laughs> Getting used to it. Um, you also brought up the, uh, well, happiness too. That was also an important thing that I picked mm -hmm. out from there. It's like happier people make better decisions. I think that that's, that was my, the crux of what I took from that. It's like, go do that meditation or go spend time with the kids, especially that piece with the kids. How many people... I see feel so guilty about just being present with mm -hmm. their children that while they're thinking about, I got to make this sale or got to da 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 It's like, isn't all that stuff so that you could be doing what you are doing right now? Yet I here you say. are not doing that, which makes no sense. And they're, then they're wondering why they don't feel, their cup doesn't feel full because they're not giving themselves the permission to be grounded in the love and the relationships that they work so hard to even create in the first place. Yeah. Hmm. I even find it now. My, my boys are 17 and 18 and last night, one of them's off on holiday today. So I'm like, Oh, it'd be really nice. We'll just, you know, get some dinner, watch a bit of TV, stick a film on. And I found myself sitting there with my laptop and I had to take myself to one suddenly in my head, just go, what are you doing? You, you, you coach on this stuff, <laughs> you know, he's going away for a week tomorrow, which will be the most silent week of my life I'm sure because he's so woo and but I was like just spend the time this this hour sitting here doing this document that I wanted to get finished do it tomorrow it's it's fine you know it will still be there it's more important to share this time with him and we were watching a program on strongman and we both vibe with that so you know but you do so easily forget because that, that deadline is very important or you must just do that. And actually the body needs time sometimes just to sit, just to be, just to enjoy the moment. And because I've been on crutches recently, I found that I've sat down more, which part of my head's going, oh my God, I can't get my steps in. And the other part of me is like, actually your body's saying you need this. So just take it in this moment. Don't worry about tomorrow, the next day, next week, next month. Different, different story. Deal with that then. For now, listen to what your body and your heart are telling you to do. You know, whereas your head's like, can you cycle with one leg? I don't know. Could it be possible? You know? <laughs> and <laughs> so we're all on this journey. We're, none of us have this totally down to pat. But what we can do, if we collaborate, we support each other. You know, and we can grow from that. What I appreciate in this, and this actually brings up the other thought I had from before, we're talking about feelings. Now, mm -hmm. some people go a little off the reservation, like all my feelings are all my truth. And like, that is the truth, which is not, which is not true. Like the truth yeah. is the truth, but what you believe and how you are feeling about what you believe drastically affects your ability to make decisions and yeah. drastically abilities, it may drastically affects your ability to do the behaviors. Mm -hmm. There's, um, I'm a big fan. Of, I give this to like all my clients and anybody who's listening, just know this. Uh, how uh, Never Split the Difference is a book written by um, Chris Voss. Have you ever read the book? Okay, no. Phenomenal. Especially, okay. there's one bit in there where he talks about like, I think it was like in the in the the opening credits or something like that. He's like, there was this woman who was like 
talking to her husband she's like we've been just really like good lately like what's going on here what'd you do he's like oh I've been reading this book (laughs) (laughs) she went out and she bought a stack of books and gave it to all her girlfriends because she saw that you're writing it down right now because it's a I'm literally I'm on Amazon I'm on Amazon you are awesome yes get that ordered let's read this Chris Voss, if you're listening ever, I, I you can you can start sending me the affiliate dues whenever you want. I'm good on it. <laughs> um, but he and why I think that the book is so beautiful, he uses a term he talks about tactical empathy, mm-hmm. which tactical empathy, if you want to sell a dude, masculine dude on the quote unquote soft skills, because that's what we talk about here. You yeah. need to use a masculine word like tactical. There's a process. There's a thing. But empathy yeah. is really basically, I want to just understand how you feel. That's it. Yeah. Nothing more. Yeah. What it's talking about, when it, and this is what stimulated is like a lot about like feeling seen and heard in a coaching relationship. Mm-hmm. That's it. I think what people yeah. eventually come around to in any coaching service-based relation, like service they purchase, mm-hmm. you're paying for a relationship. You're paying yeah. to have a conversation. Yeah. That's it. If mm-hmm. we can really boil it down to just that, nobody's going to yeah. tell you anything you don't know. It's not that. They might like practice helping you give yourself permission for some stuff. You're, yeah. you're trial running some stuff. Yeah. But the nice part about this, if we consider what's happening here and why I really appreciate you talking about feelings in the way you did is that people buy with feelings. They don't buy with mm-hmm. logic. And you have to buy your own, you have to buy into your own hype. You have to buy into being more confident in yourself. That's it. So what I really appreciate about that is is saying like, hey, how do you feel about this step right now? Whatever that is, Mm -hmm. right? If you're talking business or stuff, like I really enjoyed how you brought that up. And I hope, I think that's the sign of a mature coaching relationship Mm -hmm. in and I don't know how it was earlier on for you. For me in the beginning, it was like, here's the thing, do the thing. Fuck you if you don't yeah. like. Yeah, in- and it's hard to get out of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm curious, what was the turning point for you in that shift if that was something that you were struggling yeah, with? Yeah, it's how I wanted to feel and how I wanted to be heard. I don't, hmm. the pressure on a coach, I think, and a men- or a mentor, any sort of relationship like that is huge because they are just sort of often come to you going, what do I do to fix it? And you're like, well, it's a process. It's not, I can't give you this booklet and say, just do that. You know, you can set off the little light bulb moments, but it's how I felt often when I was younger of not being heard. So if you reflect back and you take the time to listen and not write something or someone off quite so quickly, then you might find there's greatness there. You might find that 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 one person is someone that can make a huge difference if they are allowed to speak, if they are allowed to be heard, if we really sit up and go, okay, let's, what what do you want to say about this? You know, and just how does that feel? Mm -hmm. Because how that feels to someone when their voice is getting heard is that, oh, freedom. You know, and that in coaching and mentoring is the key. You're giving them freedom, I think, to speak, tell their truth, work through issues. As you say, I always say to clients, you you know these answers. I am just asking you the right questions along the way. Mm. You know, and I had years of counselling, 
quite well, a few years ago now around my dad passing and it helped so much. And often I'd come away from the sessions, she'd said nothing, you know, I'd figured it out, but I needed that space and I needed to allow myself that space. So by booking a session, I allowed myself that space. And that's coming back to because you're worth it because you should have that opportunity mm. to be the because other than that you're not going to be the best version of you and if you're not the best version of you I was very conscious that there were certain family traits in, in the relationships that I didn't want to carry on to my sons so therefore you've got to do the work mm. you know and if you do the work you're stopping them from doing the work and isn't that you know we've got kids you want better for them the whole time you know, but you are allowed to spend that time on yourself. And it's so important because if you if you don't, you're just very unhappy. You won't be speaking your truth. And I'm very much like values. Because if you do something that's aligned with your values, it will feel right. It will feel good. You'll feel happier. You'll feel more maybe ambitious if that's what you want to do. Or you'll feel more content. You know, work out your values and you will have a better relationship with, I think, everyone around you. Here, here. I believe in that a hundred percent. I had this thought that came to mind around all of the you're sharing so much right now. Like I got my brain going in eight directions <laughs> right now. So forgive me if it takes me a moment to gather my thoughts around what you're sharing. Um one of oh, here's what I want to I want to float this one out there. This thought about martyrdom has been on my mind. Mm -hmm. This is the, I, I'm saying this right now. This is the first time I'm ever talking about it openly. Yeah. Martyrdom. I don't agree with it. And I mm -hmm. have built out an exercise in my head around this. Okay. And I know as I'm saying this, I'm speaking mostly to moms right now because there's a lot of mm -hmm. moms playing like the martyrdom hat. And I yeah. say this from love. And this is remembering mm -hmm. like, and this is what I learned in business. You take care of the moms first. Everything else solves itself. I learned yeah. that long ago. I was like, stop worrying about all the other shit. This is what you need to take care of. This is like the heart of the family. Remember this. Yeah. And, but I see a lot of moms not give themselves the permission to go take care of themselves, whether mm -hmm. it's losing weight, pursuing the job that really fulfills them and opens their heart up and really allows them to stand in their own life. And it really like helps them find their own voice for fear that it's going to not like I'm not going to be good for my kids or whatever the thing is like yeah. they hedge that I've heard this hedged on that but here's what I've learned and this is taps in a little bit into like my feelings about like some religious backgrounds I think in many ways martyrdom is a cop-out because a lot of mm -hmm. I find that it's it's way easier to die for a cause than to live for one because you talked about a lot about healing before mm -hmm. I'm on my own spiritual journey. I'm not going to say I'm not. Yeah. It is scary. Mm -hmm. It puts you face to face with all the shit you don't want to deal with. Absolutely. Oftentimes you take accountability for shit. You didn't realize you had to take accountability for. Yeah. And you have to face those demons. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it's in other people and you have to forgive yeah. people even who have wronged you. 
in your own mm-hmm. perception and realize that like I might have wronged them too. Mm-hmm. It is wild. Yeah. So that's what I appreciate about what you were saying there. Like, you know, and, and feel free to share as much. You've kind of like casually bro- breezed through, like I lost a daughter and my father, like cre- credit where credit's due. I talk pretty casually about things like cults and stuff like that, just because like, whatever. So most people are like, how do you talk about that shit? I'm like, I just yeah, tell yeah, yeah. yeah. So wherever you feel comfortable with that, like when I hear those types of things, I immediately just make an assumption. She went through some shit. Yeah. And I, and there's like this, the, the calm confidence that I hear in that. So I want to celebrate you a little more as I'm saying all this. So just let you know, that's where I'm coming from on all this. Yeah. I admire that because that doesn't come from nothing. No, there's a lot of work. Yeah. I'd be curious for whatever. First, you can take the martyrdom thing wherever you want to take it. I'd just be curious to hear your thoughts on that. Again, first time I'm ever floating it out there. I'm sure it's going to ruffle some feathers in some way, but I'm saying it from a place of love. So please take it wherever you want to. I realize I'm not a mom. I'm a dude and I don't have have kids. Got it. Like somebody could rip me apart from that. You are a mom. (laughs) So hearing your take probably will balance this one out a little bit. But I'd also, for whatever you feel comfortable, because I, I learn a lot from somebody taking me through their journey. I almost yeah. lost, lost my father a few years back. That changed the way I thought about the world. It changed mm-hmm. how I talk to people. Yeah. So whatever you feel comfortable with, I'd love to hear that too. But whatever you, whichever yeah. of those two things you would like to tackle first. Yeah, no, we'll do the martyrdom. So with that, I think a lot of it is down to society. Mm. And I think it's the pressures we as a society put on mums to be do have everything so therefore they don't know where their energy should be put and you do have that guilt around maybe spending time with a friend or going and spending some of the family money Mm. on something like counseling because you feel like you're taking away even though the investment in yourself will pay dividends we cannot see that Mm. You know, it's a real struggle to get past. If I go and have this counselling session for, I don't know, £50, that's going to be, oh, he needs shoes. Or And if you're in that type of situation, that that is what you're looking at, then you're, you're always going to choose your kid and you're going to leave yourself to deal with some stuff that maybe needs dealing with. But yeah, there is an aspect as well of, oh, I couldn't possibly because of the children. Well, that's just another choice you're making. Because if you really wanted to do something and you really felt there was value in it, then you would. Mm. You know, we, me and my husband spent years, we didn't have a lot of babysitters or ones that would come forward. And um, we hadn't gone out for years on our own. Now, could we have rectified that before we bring out the woe is me, didn't go out on our own for a date for like four years? Yeah, we could have sorted it out if we'd really wanted to. But there was part of us that just enjoyed spending time with the kids and all together and doing that stuff. But society says you should be going out and doing that other stuff as well. And actually, if we'd have really wanted to, we'd have found the time, wouldn't we? We'd have found that person, we'd have found that, you know, and there's certain stuff from that and from some, um, got to be careful here, some lack of support maybe along the way that, we have learned from what I have learned from and that I would do differently when my boys have children, Mm. you know, but that's relationships and that's maybe families again. And 
yeah, it's it's a hard path to navigate. And when you finally realise and you get to the point of maybe my upbringing wasn't as straightforward, there was a lot of complicated relationships going on in the background that until you're old enough to see them, and then it starts to make sense, but then you realise you've probably got a lot of work to do to undo some of this. Um, and yeah, losing my dad was a catalyst of a huge family breakdown. Um, left me with, you know, there's only one, two members of my family I still speak to. One's my sister and one is my dad's sister. That is it. So because of the way things were done that I didn't agree with, that I wasn't happy with, that I've never been a, let's just leave it and brush it under the carpet. I'm like, let's sit down and talk about this. Let's work through this. Because if you don't, you're then left in situations like these, you know? And some honest conversations had to be had and some people didn't want to take part in them, you know? But losing my dad was a catalyst to all of that. And the catalyst to me getting some mental health support and looking back at a lot of things over the years. I tried counselling twice before that because when I was 18, I was raped by a boyfriend. Mm. So, and one therapist I went to just said, you should put the anger in a red balloon and re release it. I could tell you where I wanted to put that red balloon. <laughs> so it was just, you know, you have to find that right person to, to talk to and be ready. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a, a lot of complicated stuff and that's why I so feel so passionate about people having the opportunity to talk to someone that, you can be more you are worthy because if you've spent a lot of your life thinking you need to be a size smaller just get that one last qualification to or you know must have gone there on holiday to be worthy it's just really sad and that's what I'd like to stop other women feeling essentially I think that that's ultimately where it comes from helping them feel empowered around their beliefs and being able to share those and feel comfortable with them because we've all had trauma, we've all gone through something, but we can all do that work and we are valuable enough and we should feel valued enough in ourselves to, to take that step and, and want more. We are allowed to want more. Mm. One of the big things that stuck out for me there that I appreciated was the contextual nature of everything we talked about there. And again, I taught, brought out the martyrdom thing first time talking about it, so I appreciate your feedback and the way you broached it. If you don't have two pennies to rub together, what are you going to choose? You're going to choose your kid. Makes sense. Yeah. That's like survival place. But I think a lot of people never realize mm -hmm. when they've climbed to a place where they're successful enough that they actually need to change their behavioral strategies to allow for the next level of growth. That's what I heard yeah. in all of that. And I think I can only speak from my own experiences. Like I know how I am as a husband when I go out and have a great night, like every Wednesday night, I go out with my buddies and we talk about yeah. moving the stars and everything between come home. I'm more present. I'm more connected. Yeah. Yeah. I tell all of my clients, like, have you not had a date night? That's probably the number one thing I talk about. And I really like also what you said, like, we just made a choice. Could we have made it happen? Yeah. I think something else in a societal expectation is what does date night have to be? Mm -hmm. Do I need to go out and spend few hundred bucks or pound or whatever yeah. the currency you're using at that point Instagram and photos all the bullshit that comes with it right now those are nice and I've come to an interesting place where like I understand my, my mom used to love 
so she would stop and there was always pictures and all of us just roll our eyes like listen we're done with pictures now <laughs> i i'm gonna say this now so mom if you're listening she is she's like my number one fan so love you mom <laughs> um i get it now and i she's gonna hold this over my head i know she is yeah <laughs> I get it now because my favorite feature on Facebook is actually the memories, which is all these yeah. pictures. I'm like, wow, I like the catalog now. Like, I like seeing the progression of where things have gone. Yeah. But I think so, like there's a threshold of like, hey, you also have to be in the moment. So I'm trying to capture the moment, be in the moment. Yeah. There, instead of all that, like what if date night was I, we went for a walk because that's what we could afford, but we also made that yeah. space. And maybe what if it's only 15 minutes? that we're still keeping that connection together. I think that we just don't think about the bigger picture of how yeah. we can scale up, scale down. And I know you think about scaling because of fitness, because of, you know, your, yeah. your training methodologies. Anybody who's ever been in the fitness game understands the word scaling. Um, yeah. I really thought that was, that was a beautiful way to bring that to the table of saying like, Hey, this is context. What does it mean to be like, obviously push time to shove when you have survival on the line, what are you going to do? Yeah, you're going to take care yeah. of your kids and that's appropriate. But again, I think we're, by and large, if we go broad strokes, anybody who's listening to this right now, who's got access to a podcast, you probably have a thousand dollar iPhone. Mm-hmm. By and large, you probably know where your next meal is going to be. And yeah. you probably have a roof over your head and you're going to be fairly comfortable for the next few months. Yeah. I think, don't call me crazy. You probably can afford to just like take a beat and like go out for a night and connect with your significant other, whomever yeah. that might be. So I think it's understanding those thresholds and that's really important for us to grade uh, our behaviors accordingly. Let's get, I know, and now I brought it up. And again, I think that's why I love the name of your, your company. Say, say it again, Silamata. I keep messing up. Silamata, yeah. Silamata, meaning straw woman. Tell me about how like your fitness strength, strong woman, your competing career played yeah. a role in all of this. And it's tell me wherever you want to start with that. Yeah. So back in 2015, I'd started to get a bit more serious about hitting the gym um, because I've always been a bigger person. You know, I had need, I had bulimia when I was younger and I've been very uncomfortable being bigger. And then I found in that, in the gym, there was this space because you could lift some weights and no one was looking. Do you know what I mean? It, it just sort of all started to connect that mm. I can be strong without having to weigh out 200 grams of broccoli. Mm. You know, it just took some of the pressure off and allowed me to sort of find a sport that I was really good at. Mm. So... I got a personal trainer or strength strength coach, worked with him for three months, done my first competition. I've got the trophy sitting on my desk, actually, and I came third, half a point of second. I will never live that down. And then... <laughs> I just re- relive the pain in your eyes right there. Honestly, <laughs> it just gets to me every time. And, You're not um, competitive at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, I just found a, a love for for lifting heavy stuff and moving it and feeling I could. I've got four dogs, all of them are ranging from 65 kilos to 110 kilos. They're big dogs. Yeah. You know, when they stand at the boot of the car and sort of go lift me, you don't really have much choice. So I, I always liked that feeling of being able to, to do that. Um, then came the rugby and I set up the team. So I played for a while, done less sort of competitive strength stuff. 
that ended up in a few surgeries, not just down to the rugby, but, and I ended up having a hip replacement. I'd still been doing weights, but after the hip replacement, I sort of then thought, I'm 40. I've just had a hip replaced. This could be the end of any sort of gym career. So within a year, um, on day 364, I climbed Ben Nevis, which is in Scotland. So I think that's 4,000 something feet or something. Done that. Husband, kids, we're in Scotland anyway. And literally on the day, I'm like, should we go and climb Ben Nevis? And they're like, oh my God, she's mental. She's lost it. She's fi it's finally happened. It's finally happened. She wants to go and climb Ben Nevis. And I'm like, no, we can do it. So we did 10 hours up and down. That was harsh. Um, and thought, well, if I can do that, I can pick up the weights again. Mm. You know, I can get in there. And my eldest son was starting to get into strong ram. And so he was doing a competition. And he said, would you come, you know, come with me to the comp? Yeah, absolutely. I'll come to the comp. And then I was sitting there, I'm like, I like this. It just felt like my people. And obviously he's, you know, 18, testosterone's hitting. He's hitting big sort of 300 kilo deadlifts at 18. So he's really rocking his thing. But I was like, I could get back into this. And then sort of toyed with it, done a little bit. And then he had another competition. And so, and it was just after COVID and he said, um, I phoned up because it's like no spectators. And I'm like, oh, I've got to drive in there, you know. And he said, no, no spectators. <laughs> the only thing you can do, love, is uh, compete. And I was like, <laughs> sign me up. So with 10 days to go, <laughs> I was just like, I'm doing, I'm doing the comp. Otherwise I couldn't, I couldn't see him compete. So to me, that was like, it was an absolute no-brainer. Well, I'll compete then. And the guy was like, what? I was like, no, I'll compete. So I went along, competed, came forth, quite happy with that, done no training. So I thought then, oh, I've still got some strength here. So then my other son started getting into it. And he said, well, you've done a competition with Alf. So you've got to do one with me. And I was like, oh, you're killing me now. I'm too old for this. And we did. And we all done oh. a competition together. So, and that was, it's 2022. I think it was like April, May time. And then I spoke to my youngest son's coach who does UK Strongest Man. And uh, he was really lovely on the day and he helped me so much. I'm like, do you want to coach me? Hmm. And he was, yeah, absolutely I do. So signed up with him and I've got a county competition. So sort of like the next level in August. And yeah, he's like, you're going to place. And I'm like, I just want to get through it with my hip intact. Let's just do that. Let's just, if I can walk at the end, we're winning. And I have said, this is my retirement competition. But we all know it's highly unlikely. <laughs> so we <laughs> <were> just... <laughs> I just like how you caught yourself on that one. That's probably... <laughs> <laughs> just to feel strong is so important to me. Everyone has different values and what that means to be a strong woman. And for some, it's not picking up a weight it's having that mental the emotional strength and intelligence and that all hugely matters if i'm not feeling strong my mental health suffers mm. that's it if i feel like i cannot get that weight so even recently with having a hip issue again um on crutches so i just said to my coach look we've got to redo the plan i need to do seated gym work for a few weeks and he's like yep we do so we just done that and done seated stuff 
So I've still been working out. I'm still trying to maintain that level. And my boys come and load up the bar for me. So it's all good. And you enlightened me to the greatest <laughs> term ever. <laughs> my loading. I'll, I'll say it if we're allowed, but we, I don't know. <laughs> we can say whatever we want on this. Here we go. Let it rip. So, so yeah, my boys now, I said, they're my loading bitches because they've had to come with me to the gym. One of them's had to drive. And then every time I need something loaded or unloaded, I'm like, could you just... And so their friends in the gym think it's hilarious, but yeah, they have to, they have to load up the bar and that when I, cause I can't physically do it. And I'm, I'm thinking of just taking the crutches for a few weeks longer. Cause it's fine. It's quite, <laughs> it's quite nice sitting there while someone loads and unloads and you're just like, Oh, this is lovely. So, yeah. You know, I really appreciate the fact that you've turned this physical event, a healthier event. Like so many people, like when I think like the classic, like us thing, it's like, it's going to be pizza and a movie. Now, now that's, a, that's not a bad thing, but yeah. like when your core means of, I think one of the biggest travesties in the current Western culture is the, the dissolve of the family dinner. Mm-hmm. That was a place for us to commune, to understand, yeah. to connect in some way, shape or form. Now we could go way into like the garbage that is, the processed food and all the other things. And like, clearly that direction has gone a very strange direction. Like a family meal is not always very healthy anymore. And like, so using physicality as a means to connect, it's Mm -hmm. connecting you back to something healthier and is a medium to have a new conversation. Especially when I think about anybody who doesn't know anything about, for somebody who doesn't know anything about strength sports, it's not like, oh, I snapped my fingers and today I'm stronger. Like there's the beginner gains. That's a whole bit. And everybody thinks yeah. like, oh my God, I put on 50 pounds on my deadlift <laughs> in, the, in a month. Like what if I keep going at this direction? Yeah. Said every person who thinks they're going to be the next like greatest <laughs> champion of the world ever. Yeah. And always yeah. doesn't. But you learn a lot. I was just telling somebody that I have had long, I should write it finally. I talked about it for a long time. Like a buddy of mine, he was a client for a long time. I was like, life is like a squat cycle. It is a long, sometimes very arduous, frustrating experience. We'll just yeah. put it that way. But you learn a lot yeah. about discipline, routine, preparation. And you realize in just the, the, the pursuit of one beautiful single repetition, there is a lot more than just doing that one thing. It's the sleep, it's the nutrition, it's the conversation, it's the relationships, mm-hmm. it's the timing, it's the rest of your life, it's the da, 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 everything we just talked about, like for business, the family, yeah, the other stuff. And I thought that was really a powerful. Like I look at my relationship with my mother. I wish I had help. My family had healthier stuff. Like I was, I was like the jock in the family. That's always been kind of like yeah. thing. Had to go deal with some of those things in my relationship with food on my own. And I went and coached mm-hmm. my mom to lose forty pounds. Um, so shout out to you, mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that is something worth discussing. I wanted that to be celebrated because people don't even realize like that creating health as a staple for how you connect with your family is a viable option. It's not like, yeah, not a thing. It's a real thing. And if we can do that, like you talked about not wanting to pass on bad things to the next generation, well, have a means to connect so you can have a new conversation while still yeah. allowing them to feel stronger. Really love. Oh, and if someone in this house takes someone else's protein shake, 
it's all over. <laughs> Honestly, so have you used mine? Have you used my clear way? Because I, I bought that clear way. And you hear them having these conversations. You're like, boys, just, but, you know, and we do. And they're still, like you're saying, they're still movie and pizza night. You know, my aim is never, ever to be that size 8, 10. Um, I've done it before in a really bad way and it was not healthy for me. But to be healthy and functionally fit matters, you know. And, yeah, there are the meals, especially with the elder one that's sort of really into this and at a high level, you know, we're, we're weighing out steaks and chickens and, and, and stuff for breakfast, lunch and dinner. But he's not sitting there doing nothing. So if that's, that's what it takes and, yeah, connecting with the kids on that level, fantastic. You know, they're 17 and 18. They could be out doing a lot worse than hitting the gym four days a week. So I'm, I'm happy with that. And oh. they always come in, bless them. And if I haven't been there as well at that time, show me their videos, you know, and wait for my critique of, I don't think that rep was deep enough, but well done on that one. You know, mm. it's sort of, it's a, as you say, it's a great, a great bonding thing to, to have and do with them, which is why, I can't see me totally walking away from, from this stuff, but I perhaps have to lower the weights for the sake of my body, but we will see. Well, what I appreciate also in this is we're talking a little bit about like purpose, ultimately. Mm -hmm. Identity shifting. And I've been asking this question a lot lately. How, do you, how long do you want to live? And I got to think about like a mom or a dad, both of them, same concept. Yeah. Like if you're not around, because you didn't take care of your health, mm -hmm. all the shit you said you cared about, you didn't even get a chance to experience. Yeah. So that's what I think like using health as a medium mm -hmm. to connect increases your odds. Does that we could all walk out yeah. right now and get hit by a car? That's duh. We get that. Yeah. But this show of discipline and this show, this physical act of saying, hey, I care about my health gives them also an example to also care about their health and increase mm -hmm. their longevity and their yeah. ability to fulfill their purpose. Mm -hmm. So I think that that, again, I just want to commend you on you using that as a staple within the family. I think it's really, really powerful because of everything I just said. There was one other thing in there. The other thing I liked about what you said earlier about like the strength I want for women specifically in the, yeah. like the global consciousness right now, I think it's been since like the late nineties, early 2000s that like women and strength sport has become like, a, oh, it's not a dangerous thing. In fact, it's actually very good. Yeah. One of the things that I always noticed, and it was always like around women lifting like a hundred pounds, because it just sounds like a big number. As you hear so many women come like, oh, I'm not strong. I'm weak. I'm weak. I can't do this. I can't do it. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's start doing the thing. Yeah. And I'm like, you're already deadlifting. Like you, did you pick up your bag today? You pick up your purse? Okay. You did yeah. deadlift. Okay, cool. Let's, <laughs> let's reframe that now for you. You did yeah. the thing. Yeah, but there, I always, and I'd, I'd be curious to hear any stories you have around this. And I also keep an eye on the time because I want to be respectful of it for you. That's right. It was that hundred pound mark or somewhere in that space. You just see this, they do it. It'd be like, I am really fucking surprised right now. Like what the fuck just <laughs> happened? A sm you couldn't wipe the smile off their face yeah. if, they, if you tried. And there's this little twinkle in their eye that really what I would see, like you could see in their brain, it was racking. Well, what else can I do? Mm. And I think that what you talked about, about being strong means different, something different to everybody. 
but yeah. the vehicle by which you can step first break that first belief where it goes oh there's more if i mm. could do this that i did not think i could do but yeah. i did through xyz practices and routine and da, da, da. well if i just keep doing that well if i apply that same idea to something else what can i become and i think that's yeah. such a beautiful story underneath all of this mm man or woman, I don't care. Both can benefit from that kind of thing. It's like, I think it's really important. So I, that was something that just kind of was floating around the back of my head while I just think about like strength sports in general, because you're seeing a lot of more women doing strength training. Yeah. And that's yeah. Really it powerful. builds confidence hugely. Yeah, it really does. Because and you see it and uh, currently I've got some of the ladies from the rugby team down at the gym training as well. And they're like, oh, can we do a car deadlift? And I'm like, yes, you can. Let's build on that. Let's get you to a place where we can put a car on the ramps and you guys can all dig in together. You're playing a team sport. You can all do it together. Absolutely. Mm. You know, let's give you that aim and that feeling afterwards. And even just getting them in the gym, you know, making sure that they feel comfortable in that environment. I'm very much, I don't care. And if someone's on the deadlift platform, I would just be like, are you going to be long? You know, I won't hide in a corner. Hmm. It's sort of getting them that confidence just empowers every area of your life then. Hmm. You know, and it, taking away that and a lot of people, women go, oh, if I train weights, will I get big? Well, no, if you're eating the cake, you'll get big, won't you? Let's not, you know. Yeah. It's, it's totally different, but you can bring out that confidence in someone. And I've seen it even in my 17-year-old. He was never hugely into the gym, just started getting into a bit more of doing the NFL and the rugby. And the confidence in him mm. that, you know, he's six foot six. The boy can lift. He's strong. And it's amazing to see that transformation. And that's what we want for our kids, isn't it? And we want for the next generation. We want those women to feel confident when they walk in the gym that they can do it. I love it. As I'm keeping an eye on the time, I could be, keep talking to you for the next three hours just because I enjoy your company. Like you're just a lovely Lefty, person. And, you. like, you're just fantastic. I do want to make sure if there's a woman listening right now and they're like, yo, I dig Carly's message. I'm picking up what she's putting down. That was a pun yeah. intended right there. If you didn't pick <laughs> up on that, you're welcome. And you're allowed to use that if you want. I'm getting a new tagline. You're welcome. You are well. Come. <laughs> how good how good some uh my my by the way my siblings don't think i'm funny at all i think i'm hilarious about this kind of shit that's like it's silly stupid puns um how could somebody best get in how could somebody best connect with you yeah if insta facebook website silomatter.co.uk and just type in Silomata, it will come up and there'll be me. Well, I will make sure all that is in the show notes. So anybody who didn't Thank get you, all that, Taylor. don't worry, it's going to be there. Carly, you're, you're just super lovely. What is that uh, like a final, any final like message you want to leave our guests with today? Yeah, I think you're worthy. You can. And that's it. You can, you can do it. Mm. You can do it. It's just taking that step, whatever that step looks like, you can do it. Mm. It's beautiful. I couldn't think of a better way to sign off this episode. So I'm not even going to try 
Thank you for being a lovely guest today. I can't wait to see where our friendship grows and what it grows into. And I can't wait to come yeah. across the pond and come hang out with you in person. And Definitely. Big, big hug. I'll come lift some We're stones. hitting the gym, Caleb. We're hitting the gym. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. I'll bust out my old strong stuff, strong man stuff. Don't worry. <laughs> many, many moons ago, there were, we had some big ass tires, some stones, all the stuff. So, I love that tire flipping. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah we, had, we had an 800 pound one at our spot. There's a couple of pictures, but we'll we'll geek out about some of the fitness stuff on another, <laughs> at a later moment. But thank you for being you. Thank you, everybody who's listening. I remember I'm going to put Carly's uh, contacts or connection information in the show notes. You're all fantastic. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, I remind you to love everybody.